Hello, and welcome to My Little House of Prayer. I am your host, Dayla Smith. I have been presented with a great question this week. And if any of you have a question, feel free to email me at my number one little AFMP at AOL.com. And it's all small letters, no spaces. So, for those of us who are new to this walk with Christ, the question was, how do we apply fasting prayer and the Word of God to our lives? So this will be revisited throughout this series on Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. But since this great question has arisen, I want to discuss verse 18 of Ephesians chapter 6 with you. Now, I will tell you how I have applied it to my life. The way the Lord showed me to address these points. But you are not me. You must seek the Lord out for yourself. I cannot walk your walk for you. You cannot walk my walk for me. If the Lord wanted us all alike, he would have made an assembly line. And if you ask me, it would be a pretty boring place to live. He made each one of us to be very unique. This is why we cannot be so quick to judge one another or think ourselves to ever be better than another person. The first subject will be prayer. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Psalm 63 says, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee, in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. I was so blessed when I first became a Christian. I was immediately surrounded by pastors that trained me upright. I allowed them to teach me, and in so doing, obtained many spiritual gifts from the Lord, precious gems that helped me stay grounded and anchored in my walk with the Lord. Only when I was disobedient did my walk stop. The Lord never left me. Through my choices is when I would get away from him and his covering of protection over me. I'm a quick learner, though. One of the things my first pastor taught me was that we are to start our day early, seeking his face. How as soon as my eyes open, I tell him good morning, that I love him. 
Then I make myself a cup of coffee. I ask him to sit and visit with me, and he always does. I sit with my cup of coffee in one hand and my Bible in the other. At the beginning of my Christian walk, until I was able to quote the Word of God inside and out, my first pastors and I always opened to the scriptures we would pray. Example, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, and Philippians 4, 8, Psalm 1. Then we would list all of our prayer requests to call before the Lord. We would pray in the gift of tongues obtained through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, as well as in our native tongue. After we finished praying, we, would, we always found a chapter to read. He always left it open for discussion. And the Holy Spirit was and is always faithful to show up. It seemed like at every turn in the beginning, I was being chiseled on. I had so many rough edges. Because of growing up in a family that did not have a healthy relationship with the Lord and abuse, I had no love in my walk. My edges were very rough. 1 John 4.19 We love him because he first loved us. And man, did the Lord chisel on me. He still is. If I ever sound rough, I'm not angry. I'm intense. You know, before we allowed Jesus Christ of Nazareth to rule and reign in our hearts and lives, we love incorrectly. It takes his love to change how we love one another. We need him to teach us daily how to love one another. 1 John 3.15 Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. The changes the Lord has done in me so far could only happen through a life of prayer and reading his beautiful love letter. The Apostle Paul says praying always with all prayer and supplication. The definition of supplication in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary is to make a humble entreaty, especially to pray to God. To ask humbly and earnestly of. To ask for earnestly and humbly. So we are to humbly and earnestly pray to God. Paul says we are always, in other words, at all times, all day, and every day pray and seek his face. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. How do we obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of need? Matthews 5.3-11 Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Are you poor in spirit? Do you realize your desperate need for a Savior? Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Are you broken? He will comfort you. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Are you kind? Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Right here, Jesus Christ of Nazareth is telling us that our prayers and way of life return to our own bosom. You know, what you sow, you will also reap. I hope that this is helping. You don't know the people who have argued about this. What Paul is saying is to stay in a continual state of prayer. If Christ is with us wherever we go, we should act like it. Treat him as such. I tell you the truth. This mindset will change you inside and out because then you will lead a prayer-filled life, especially for other saints of God, watching out in the spirit realm for all of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Because discernment is God's call to intercession, not judgment. Reading the Word of God. Deuteronomy 11, 18-28 Therefore shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. And ye shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thine house and upon thy gates, that your days may be multiplied, and the days of your children in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them, as the days of heaven upon the earth. For if ye shall diligently keep these commandments which I command you to do them, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to cleave unto him, then will the Lord drive out all these nations from before you, and you shall possess greater nations and mightier than yourselves. Every place wherein the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours. From the wilderness and Lebanon, from the river, the river Euphrates, even unto the uttermost sea shall your coast be. There shall no man be able to stand before you, for the Lord your God shall lay the fear of you and the dread of you upon all the land that ye shall tread upon, as he hath said unto you. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse, a blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and a curse if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside out of the way which I command you this day, to go after other gods which ye have not known. Proverbs 7, 1 through 3. My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live, and my law as the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon thy fingers, Write them upon the table of thine heart. Psalm 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet 
and a light unto my path. According to the word of God, we are to not only read the Holy Bible, we are to meditate on it. Meditate in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary is to engage in contemplation or reflection. So according to this definition, we are to contemplate and or reflect over the word of God that we read. We are commanded by God to not only read the Bible, but to apply it to our daily lives. How do we do this? As we read the word of God and pray over the word of God to speak to our hearts, we allow it to be a mirror to our soul. We are to allow the word to show us our secret unrepentant sins so that we can repent. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. When I wake up in the morning, I immediately reach for my Bible to read it. Most people follow the list that help you to read the Bible in a year. At the very beginning of my walk with the Lord, I opened to the Gospel of John and began reading. I'd stop when I got tired. But now I've read the Bible front to back, or should I say back to front, five times already. This is my suggestion. Get a translation that you find easy to understand. Even if it is on tape, CD, recorded on the computer. Read it at your own pace. Rome was not built in a day, so you do not need to read the whole thing in one day. If you read the whole thing in one day but gain nothing from it, what have you accomplished? Read at your pace. Ponder and think about what you have read. Then put it into action in your daily life. And if you go to my blog, hopundertheblood.blogspot.com, you will find under the title of this message, printout of reading a schedule to read your Bible in a year. Go ahead and, and, and use that schedule. If it helps you, great. I didn't follow it. I just read because I was spiritually hungry and knew it. So when you engage in a life of prayer and reading the Word of God, the Spirit of God will begin to lead you into fasting. Isaiah 58, 6 through 11 describes why we are to fast. Matthew 6, 1 through 5. Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have the glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Verse 6, But thou, when thou prayest, 
into, into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Verse 7, But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I love this passage in Matthew. What are you passionate about? Those are your treasures. Well, we are living in a world of lost, hurting, and dying people. The redemption of those people through the Lord's message of great hope should be what we are passionate about. Our light should so shine before men and women. Are we letting our light shine? Fasting improves this ability. It helps tune our hearing of the Spirit of God. Here are some reasons for fasting. Commemorating special occasions. Zechariah 8, 19. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, The fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth month, and the fast of the seventh, and the fast of the tenth, shall be to the house of Judah joy, gladness, and cheerful feasts. Therefore, love the truth and peace. So truth and peace are a special occasion. We are to fast for that repenting of and grieving for disobedience and sin against the Lord, experiencing humility before God, seeking guidance from the Lord by clearing out the senses and focusing on Him. Things to do are things to avoid when fasting and praying. Be clear in your purpose of fasting before you start. Your sacrifices become a powerful tool to fulfill your purpose if you are clear in your intention. Make up your mind to spend as much time as you can 
spend in the remembrance of God. An empty stomach helps enhance your focus and go closer to God's higher power. Make sure not to neglect your physical well-being while fasting. If you are going through any health challenges, include your intake ingredients accordingly. During fasting, try to listen more instead of talking, as speaking drains your energy while listening increases it. Don't do overeating before and after fasting sessions, as it can harm your digestive system and affect your fasting results. Fasting or praying is a very personal thing between you and God. Make sure you don't include anyone else in your prayers if you have any intention for yourself. Also, at this point, when you are fasting, you are denying your physical self. John the Baptist said, He must increase that I may decrease. So get in your word. Feed your spiritual man during those times of fasting. You will be surprised the changes that will take place and how much your spirit man will grow during these times. That's truly what fasting is about, growing in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. This is just the outline. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak to you about what to fast. In the beginning of my walk, I was led to fast food. It was a major love of mine. I experienced many miracles during those fasts. I was led when and for how long. In the beginning of my walk, I was led to go on a fast often. Remember when I said that this is just an outline. Well, later on in my walk, I have been led to fast my one cup of coffee. The greatest one is where I could not speak. At work, I could only speak business. Everywhere else, I could not speak. When I was finished with that fast, my English completely changed. Again, this is just my testimony. Your walk is not my walk. Your walk is personal with him. Your fasts are a personal thing. It is personal only between you and the Lord. And no one else is to know that you are fasting. Not even me. If you let anyone know, then you already have your reward. If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, let me introduce you to him. It is real simple. First, you must acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. Acknowledge all of your sin and ask him for forgiveness for all of your sins. Thank him for his forgiveness of those sins. Then forgive those who have transgressed against you. Repent. Repent means to change your mind concerning sinful habits. Change your choice making. Let him influence your choice making decisions as you get in his holy word. Ask him to be Lord over your life. I want to pray this prayer with you, but it is just an outline. The real work begins after I pray with you. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins 
and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. I sure hope this answered most of your questions. And for those of you who made the choice to commit to Christ and ask him into your life, to become Lord of your life, welcome to the family of God. Let me know of your decisions so that I can pray for you and your prayer requests. I thank you so much for asking that great question. And thank you again for joining me at my little house of prayer. May you have a blessed week.